Let's be real, I'm unqualified at best, but I'm taking this year to challenge my fears and seek out authenticity through conversation and hopefully some daring vulnerability. The goal, I'm not really sure yet, but I hope to come out of 2022 more connected to myself and my friends and my faith. Welcome to a year of holy interruptions. Come journey with me, or you know, don't. It's really up to you. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my goodness. I've been waiting to come back for another episode. The first one was so fun. (laughs) You were our big debut episode. And so it's fun to have you back a few weeks later after we've actually recorded these. Actually, for us, it's been a few months. Yeah. We recorded the first one. Yeah, November, I think. Something like that. Something like that. It's picking up steam. It's so exciting. (laughs) We have... A few listeners. It's more than just our mom. <laughs> I have to say, though, my mom did love it, as I knew she would. So that was cool. We listened to it together in our basement. And I had a little Aww. moment when we recorded where I was like, hi, mom. And she was like, oh, hi. She was so excited about it. So. Oh, that's so sweet. Hello, Lola. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we made mom very happy. She'll be excited to hear this one, too. I love our friendship because I've stayed with you at your family's house before. And you've stayed with me at my parents' house before. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like I have a deep knowledge of like your family reality, (laughs) which Uh, I don't like in fairness, I don't, but I have like lived among you guys. You've got more than Um, most of my friends do. I I will say it because not, not everybody has seen us all up close and in person. And when it's all five of us, like what you experience, it is something else. (laughs) We had a great time. It was a lovely visit. I loved (laughs) seeing that part of your life that since we met in college, I never really knew you in the context of your family I knew you as an individual totally and that's actually kind of a cool segue into what we're talking about because we're talking about community and the way that we are individuals but we're individuals within a community and we are all working together and doing life together and seeing each other and um, sometimes ignoring each other or all the different (laughs) things that humans do that was one time no I'm just kidding Uh, yeah, we need to hash that out. So. <laughs> should we should we stop this recording? Should we, should we step outside for a minute? Let's just say we're gonna we'll be right back. <laughs> we'll deal with it. Community is a beautiful thing. I don't know that I had really ever fully experienced it before I came to college. Just because high school was fine, you know what I mean. I had plenty of friends, and I think that because I did a lot of theater in high school too, and I think theater inherently is a very like communal based activity. Yeah, And so I never really felt like I was lacking it per se. And of course I grew up in the church and that's, you know, I think that when church is done quote unquote, right. I don't know that there's like a right or wrong way to do church, but I think that ideally church has a really beautiful source of community. And I know that it was for me, but it wasn't until I got to college and I started even just something as simple as living in a dorm, the way that we did very different experience, just being surrounded by everybody. And of course you and I were part of workout, which is the theater company here. Um, at college that we talked about a little bit in the first episode, and it just completely opened my eyes to a lot of things about community that I had been missing. I don't know if it was the same for you or not. Yeah, well, I'd never been in community with so many people. Obviously, in church, there are a lot of families, and there are different relationships, and there are kids my age, and then my parents' friends, but I'd never been in a group with 30 to 40 people my age, all mm. going through the same situation at the same, same mm-hmm. time, because... For our floor, we'd all just moved um, out of our parents' house <laughs> the first yep. time, and we're navigating 
who we were as as people. Obviously, we're still a member of our family, but the way we interact with people is different because it's not like, oh yeah, do you want to come over to my house? My mom will make us popcorn. Like (laughs) it's no, I have a dorm room and I have no food because I have no money. But (laughs) you're welcome to sit on my couch. Like you can have some tea that I got at Target. Yeah. For a dollar. Good old country peach. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it's the best flavor. I'm not going to fight about it. It's so good. Um, So yeah, I think that going to college was a time for me as well to learn how to do community in bulk. (laughs) 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 I didn't like it. Get a year's supply of it at Costco. (laughs) (laughs) But like truly, and it, it changes the way you do it because now you're for the first time, at least for me, you're on mm-hmm. your own navigating that. And mm-hmm. my brother my brother was at school for two years while I was there. And so there were ways that I depended on him for sure. But sure. I wasn't like constantly going home and um, doing things with my family. I was going back to my dorm room and having to make plans if I wanted to see people. Or I'd yeah. just walk down to your room and show up. But Right, yeah. <laughs> we had it easy. We were we were so close to each other. But no, it's very true. You had to take initiative in a lot of ways that I had never had to before. So that was an interesting thing to, to learn how to navigate. Absolutely. And there were also so many different people had different backgrounds and different yes, understandings of what life looks like. And so many unspoken rules that we Mm. grew up with and had in place and suddenly you're living with a stranger who does not have those same unspoken rules and (laughs) um, learning to navigate that and I know especially in our theater group it took me a while to adjust to that because I had done theater with maybe four or five of the people who were also in that group in high Mm -hmm. school but the rest of them I had no context for and everyone came into that group with a love for theater and a love for storytelling, but that looked different to everybody. Totally. So for me, I came in kind of with this disdain for Broadway. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You and our teacher both, he hated it. (laughs) But I just loved doing really deep emotional stories and I didn't love all the like jazz squares and um whatnot (laughs) confetti cannons yeah (laughs) because that's not the theater I was raised in I was raised in a very small all hands on deck theater sure um, not in an auditorium like in a little black box type situation basically and so my understanding of theater was very different from um, one of our friends in our class who had done a bunch of shows with a company that she had grown up with and she was a beautiful dancer. She's choreographing now after college, I believe. And mm. um, she just had this understanding of theater in terms of movement and big numbers and it being mm. really just powerful in that way, which was so different for me. So learning how to navigate that was really interesting in community and I kind of came in as my own individual assuming that everyone thought like I did because Mm. I was a naive 18 year old um, (laughs) and very quickly learned that I didn't matter very much and (laughs) (laughs) that the way I had done things was not the right way or the expected way. Mm, Totally. No, I know what you mean. It's it's funny that you say that because college is so much a process of learning that that idea of like lovingly, you're not that big of a deal. You know what yes. I mean? And it was very <laughs> shocking for me. I don't know about you, but that was very like, what do you mean? I'm not the center of the universe and I know everything about everything. I mean, so much of especially that first year of college and especially in workout was just breaking down everything that I thought that I knew 
and accepting the fact that it's not that that was wrong necessarily, but it's exactly like what you said. That was only one way of looking at things. And there isn't only one right way to look at things and to experience the world. And that was the best part about college and about that theater company for me is you just kind of learn how to see things and people and even yourself just really differently and and a lot more open-mindedly for me to accept the fact that, you know, we all come from different places and we've been shaped by different things. And just because we behave in different ways doesn't mean that somebody is right or wrong. And there's so much that you can benefit from being stretched and being grown and being held by people who do things differently than you do and, and, and vice versa. And I think that thing, the thing about that theater company was Exactly like what you said, we all came from very different. I mean, there were people like me who had done it since, you know, about since I can walk. And then there were people who had never been in a show before. And there was people from all different majors. I mean, not everybody was a theater major and different experiences with it, different ideas. I think about we had a (laughs) we had a friend in that um, in our class who joined. We all joined as freshmen. And we were all in the same audition group, I remember. And we all took the the introduction to theater class together that semester. And we had this teacher, Michael, who was, he was brilliant, still is brilliant, brilliant man. And he would, but he was talking a lot about theater in a specific, very thoughtful way that I was one of the jazz hands people. So that was very new to me to be like, what are you, you're getting very philosophical. And everyone was kind of like, yeah, buddy, that's the point. You know what I mean? And he would, he would just had all these things to say about, you know, theater is the journey and theater. We don't, you know, it's, it's about being in the mystery and we have to ask these questions and we, you know, we don't always ask a question to get an answer. And we were all so young and didn't know what anything was. And we were like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like trying to write it down. And that friend of ours was the only one who was sitting there being like, I don't, I think you're wrong. I think we do ask a question to get an answer. I think it's pretty straightforward. And he was like, you know, again, I don't know that he was right about everything either, but he was the one who was willing to push back. And everybody was kind of like, <laughs> it was just very entertaining to watch those exchanges sometimes. But just this idea that, you know, there's there's so many different perspectives in the world and there's there's so many different, I mean, there's a lot of universal truth too. It's not that truth is a fluid thing, but there's a lot of different ways that something can be true based on how you're looking at it. And for me, that was just a really beautiful experience of, you know, I came in at 17 years old, you know, I was like, oh, I know all about this. I did the Wizard of Oz. So you guys don't know. And I, Mark took one look at me and just laughed. And he put me in that group, not because I was any good, but just because he knew that I needed to learn how much I didn't know. And the beautiful thing about that group, too, was that it wasn't so much about we're going to put on a show as it as it was about we're going to teach you how to be human mm-hmm. and Big how to consider time. people, how to wonder about people, how to walk with people. How yeah. to, I mean, we talked about that in our first episode, but yep. I loved the concept of how do we see other people without mm-hmm. judgment but just like observe and notice and mm-hmm. then in the observation how do we kind of walk alongside them how do mm-hmm. we um, not let them just kind of be on their own and be isolated and alone because the like the beauty of community is that it's togetherness and I know that sounds very redundant but like <laughs> we're meant to be together we're we're made um as humans in a family for a reason like we're automatically put in community the moment we're born yeah Um, oh that's so interesting the way we were created to begin with is god put us in community to depend on one another and learn from each other and Mm -hmm. see each other and i just think it's so interesting that like that's been our model since birth Hmm. and so then that's a community you're born into but then as you leave your parents home and enter into college and then as you leave college and enter into the work world like you're picking who those people are that you're gonna 
intentionally see and observe. You're picking the people who you're going to do life with, who you're Mm going to support and challenge and really walk through it. That was something that I had never really considered until Mm. I had left my parents' house. Totally. No, I'm totally with you. I remember when we, because you and I auditioned for this theater group together, and I remember it because we were waiting for the acceptance letters. And I remember that I, I think I got mine first. I think you didn't check your mailbox until later or something. And I remember getting it. And I remember that you had auditioned and I came charging into your room and I was like, I got it. And I was, you know, crying and didn't know if you'd gotten your letter yet or not. And you, I mean, we barely knew each other at that point. We'd only had like one or two interactions and you just gave me like the biggest hug and you were like screaming and we were both yelling and you were just grabbing. And there was a minute when you just stopped and you'd like, you just sort of like, like held my face and just like looked at me for a second and I just remember that moment so clearly because you were just so happy for me. You didn't even know about your own future yet. And it was this this person that you barely knew. And I, I had never felt more like seen, honestly, just because, you know, it's it's so different with your family because you all kind of take knowing each other for granted. And here was this person who didn't know me at all and was really bothering to look and to just sort of give it a glimpse and to, to wonder about me and to, to be happy for me and to put herself totally in my shoes And it was just like, it was the first instance of like, I hadn't even asked for it. I didn't even know if I wanted it, but I was just so seen. And then we got into this group and it was just, it just kept going like that. And it's just such a model of, of God. I think exactly like what you said, because in terms of seeing, I mean, nobody sees us the way that God does. He sees everything. And I never want that miracle to get old. The fact that he has seen everything that I have ever done, everything that I don't want anybody else to see. And he still loves me enough to like, to send his son to die and to want a relationship with me and to want to be with me. And just, I don't know. I think there's, there's the verse about, you know, behold, I will, I will be with you always to the end of the age. And I just think about that all the time that like God has seen every single part of me, the parts that I wanted him to, and the parts that I really didn't. And he's never going to leave. He's never going to turn his back on me. He's going to be with me to the end of the age. And that's just, I don't know. I think that the way that that was reflected in that group and the way that that just is a concept is so remarkable and I you know it's something that I feel like I take for granted too often and when when I stop to think about it I'm like this is astonishing that that is true I don't know I remember that moment very well because we had auditioned together and it was like it was supposed to be three days and it turned into like a week at least a week at least they'd sent an email to all of the girls who'd auditioned that year basically saying we're only taking four yeah and there are 40 of you Yep. That was <laughs> very so intimidating. We already had been in the mindset of like, okay, I might not get it. I'm really hoping, but I might not. And then you get that email and you're like, well, dang. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That, that was a morale dampener. I will say that. Yeah. And so I had been really trying to like stay calm and like accept that I wasn't going to get in, but my brother mm-hmm. was in and I thought he was so cool. I still think he's so cool. And so I wanted to be in with him and his friends. And it was just this like tension of like, I'm not going to want it, but I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so I'd been trying to live into like the peace <laughs> of the <laughs> Lord um, and not been very successful. There's a verse, it's John 14, 27. I had to look that up. I'm terrible ref- with references, but <laughs> John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. 
and that was a verse that was kind of holding me through this like waiting process Mm. as I was trying to be like like let not your heart be troubled let neither let them be afraid like it wasn't I was in such a place where I was so stressed and I wanted something so bad and I knew the odds were so slim that I was Mm going to get it and so I'd been trying to live into this piece and then you had come into my room and you had gotten it. And my first thought was, there are only three. Mm-hmm. Of course, <laughs> of course, that was your spots. first thought. It would have been mine too. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, I, I remember holding your face and thinking, this is like, this moment is really significant because she's in this group and I don't know her very well, but I need to rejoice with her mm. because that's what the Lord calls me to do. Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Mm-hmm. And I was like, even if I don't get in, this is a huge moment for this person. And I want this moment to be one that's full of joy. Yeah. And I want this memory to be one in which she is just experiencing utter delight um, and excitement mm. and like it's about community again like I wanted you to be able to have a community that celebrated you and your successes and I don't think I would have been able to articulate that at the time but looking back like that that was a very big part for me and I remember walking to like you you left my room and I walked straight to the yeah to the mailboxes yeah I was like oh my gosh did I get in and I like I saw it in there and I couldn't open my combination code I was so nervous yeah I like kept trying and I kept messing it up because I was new to college and I never was in high school so I never had a combo on a lock (laughs) I like didn't even know how to open it I was so stressed and another girl sees me and she's like I got in oh and I was like oh my gosh like that's so exciting and we were friends from when I was like four we'd been friends for so long and I was like there are only two spots and then she says two other girls names who have gotten in oh and I was like I didn't get in I did not get it. And I'm like trying to celebrate with her and I'm like nervous. And so like she leaves and I open up the letter and I got in. And yeah. I was like, that means there are five. How does this make sense? I don't get it, <laughs> I'm excited. And I'm like me and um, my friend Grace, she was the one who'd seen it. She had like kind of like let me have my moment reading it. And I was like, I got in. And we were both like screaming and yeah. lower beamer and just having the time of our lives. And I remember being like, but why are there five? Mm-hmm. There should only be four. And then I was like, Sarah, who cares? You're in. Yeah, <laughs> you're in. Oh. <laughs> Take a moment to celebrate that and be excited. And like, mm. you are welcomed into this community. That's not something that was guaranteed. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of life since that moment has been moments where I have either joined communities or been invited in communities or not being invited into communities and having to navigate the joys of that and the disappointments of that and mm-hmm. still coming back to that verse peace I leave with you my peace I give to you not mm-hmm. as the world gives do I give to you let yeah. not your heart to be troubled neither let them be afraid and totally. I think like that is a verse I've really clung on to and is one that has been so important to me because in community we will always have something happening something will come up that will create tension something will come up where different relationships impact different people and Mm -hmm. dynamics change and whatnot and yet the lord says let not your heart be troubled and i think that's just such a fantastic thing to remember because we're like i have such a troubled heart (laughs) Mm. um i feel like i'm constantly worried or 
anxious or afraid or struggling to navigate dynamics. And yet this verse has taught me so much about what it means to just follow the Lord and live in the peace he has given because only he can give peace like, like that. um, Totally. Totally. That's the thing is, I mean, I think about how God created us to need each other, but I think the reason that that is the case is because we need each other to so that he can love us through each other. Totally. You know what I mean? I think that's the best part about community is like, it, it is really about needing other people, but ultimately it's about needing God and God uses people to express his love and his care. And he does that through him. And so I think you're so right that the most important thing to remember is even above needing people, we need God and we need his peace. And the reason that we need people so much is because we need God so much. Absolutely. And it's, it's so lovely to see, even like in the new Testament, there's so many very clear cut instructions about how to live in a community. There are verses about how to build each other up and how to help each other through hard times, how to exactly like what you said, how to rejoice when we rejoice and weep when we weep. There are verses about how to handle conflict. There are verses about how to be in a family and how to lead and how to follow. And there's like, he gives you so many, like so much of the new Testament is just that. And it's just Paul trying to write to these new churches that are trying so hard to form and explaining like, there's, there's a way for this. There's a roadmap for this. Cause this is such a part of God's plan. And it's so important. And even when we fail each other, it's just a way for us to show God's love to them and to try to extend grace and forgiveness and to be ready for it when it comes back around. And when we need it again, because we're inevitably going to fail too. And that's just going to make his grace all the better. And it's just, it's, it all comes back to him. And I think it's so beautiful the way that he uses us to do that. There have been so many times where I've been loved so well by a friend in community so many times in that room where I've been crying and and you've come to cry with me or somebody came to help to hold me. And it was, you know, it's, I think that's how God cries with us and how God holds us is he chooses to use other fallen, fragile human beings together. And we're all failing each other and we're all loving each other and we're all trying so hard and, and he's at the heart of it all. And it's just really, really lovely. It's beautiful, this system that he made. And even, you know, we experienced fall the fall mm-hmm. we experienced the season of <laughs> I love no we <laughs> we experienced the fall yeah. and the entrance of sin and even with that destructive situation we mm-hmm. still have the gift of people um yeah. to point us back to christ it baffles me that the fall happened and god wasn't like well too bad yeah <laughs> done sucks with you guys sucks like, to be you in his great love for us he said like no they are my people mm. um they are my beloved son my beloved daughter to the point where he literally sacrifices his son yeah and it's just it it blows my mind and not only does he sacrifice his son he gives us community that remind each other hey he sacrificed his son (laughs) yeah seriously seriously reminders those interruptions i have no other words for it other than just like thank you jesus (laughs) yeah seriously thank you for the way you've made it you think about what oh i'm sorry i didn't interrupt you but no i'm with you so much gratitude i was i was just thinking about the fall and about how just about seeing again and about how that's so important to community. And I think about when they first ate the fruit and he came looking for them in the garden and they tried to hide from him and he just saw them immediately and asked like, why are you hiding from me? And saw everything that they had done. And exactly like you said, the minute he saw that, I mean, he didn't, everything he did after that moment was to try to reunite that separation that they had just caused, you know what I like the entire story of the Bible is just this huge long 
sort of journey that God has gone on, like everything that he has done since the fall has been to reunite us with him, despite the fact that we fell, despite the fact that we failed him. And I just like that struck me so much is this idea that like he sees us when we don't want to be seen. And that was a really big thing in workout too. I think about the verse from the book of John and the game that we made out of the fig tree was a really big thing for me. The, the verse was that he's talking to Nathaniel and he, Nathaniel asks, how he, how do you know me, Lord? And God says, I saw you under the fig tree and I saw that there was no deceit in your heart. And so the game we made out of that is like, we would go up to somebody and when we had seen them in a moment that they didn't know they were being watched, or even in a moment that they didn't want to be seen and to say, I saw you under the fig tree. And like, I, I saw you in that moment that you didn't know or didn't want. And even in spite of that, I know you and I have seen you and I acknowledge you in that just mirroring that way that God has done literally since the beginning. Um, I got my tattoo based on that. I got a, I got an elephant under a fig tree because that game was so meaningful to me of there's so many times in life where I am so full of pride and I would love it if everybody just thought that I was perfect all the time. And there were so many moments where I didn't want anybody to see and people did and people loved me in the midst of it. And that love is so much stronger than if they had never seen it all. And if they only had this like image that I try to present of myself as somebody who never fails. And so I just like, I think that seeing in general is so powerful and community is so powerful, but I, it's, it's very easy for me to get caught up in sort of like the beauty and the romanticism of it. And I think about how often it's a very ugly reality for me, but then there's even more beauty from that because God has given me and he's given all of us, ideally, people who are willing to see when you don't want to be seen or don't realize that you're being seen. And then that makes it so much stronger and so much better because, you know, that's it. The worst of it is out there and and he still wants us and we're able to still want each other. I don't know. I think it's lovely. Yeah. And even going off that, I had a prof in college who was very wise. And one of the things he told me, I will never forget. And he said, Whenever you are walking around and you are not confessing your sin or Mm -hmm. not owning up to your failures or your weaknesses as a human, you are presenting yourself to the world as if you are God. Hmm. And the most human thing you can do is own up to the fact that you are sinful and need a savior Hmm. and how like it is my place as a Christian and as a human to acknowledge my failure totally in order to then say i am failing at this i am bad at this i am weak and yet there is a god who has loved me anyway and forgiven me and there is a god who is without sin there is mm-hmm. a god who loves despite everything else because he has such a capacity to love that we don't even understand yeah what a beautiful inverted kingdom we're part of and we're serving. And I think about this all the time about how it's so it's, it's, it's just like, it's the contradiction and it's the thing that doesn't make sense. And it's the thing that you don't think that you should do, but you do. Cause it's, you know, the last shall come first and the first shall come last. And it's bless those who curse you. And it, it turns into in your weakness, you are strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's just so many things that, that seem so backwards in this kingdom that we're in and it makes it so beautiful Because it's not this like worldly instinct to punch back when we're punched and to try to be, you know, strong and and brave and and perfect all the time and to, you know, and to have the humblest of us be risen up to the highest. I mean, it's just like the way that so much of our kingdom is just like inverted, I think is just really, really lovely. The fact that we can find so much strength in weakness and nothing will make us stronger and nothing makes God's grace better than when we're weak and when we acknowledge it. What a what a beautifully inverted kingdom we live in. Yeah. 
Man. And none of it's by herself. So that's no, the most we miraculous involved part. In so little of it. <laughs> I think about that all the time that I'm like, oh, this is really great. And I'm like, lovingly, I'm not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? And that's the great, that's the great part about it too, is like the best part of being in this kingdom is the way that we get to just be a part of it and not have to have it be the whole. So I'm so glad I got to come back and have this conversation. I feel very refreshed. Oh, good. I love that we are in community, even though we are long distance yes many many miles away there's Uh, something beautiful about still checking in and still being able to say i saw you under the fig tree and i have done life with you and i have seen you and recognized you and chosen to walk with you yeah oh absolutely i'm so grateful for that 